welcome to Spirit Road and our coming on to YouTube. So happy to have you here. And today we have the lovely Valerie Lewis with us to have a conversation. She is an amazing um, psychic channel, tarot reader, uh, you name it, Valerie can do it. And so we're going to have a wonderful conversation with her. Valerie, your um, meetup is called Tarot Unicorns and Coffee, right? Yes, yes. I got it right. I always <laughs> mess it up. I never remember where coffee goes. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it's so fun. So Valerie, we were just, we were talking right before we hit record about this idea of like we are in a new year and we're grateful to have you here in the sense that knowing that you've done some really wonderful readings for people that are, would you call them year-long forecasts and things? And just that very much being the theme right now, I think for a lot of us is like, as we get in into the early months of the year, kind of questioning where we're at and where we're going and um, maybe finding things aren't moving quite in the ways we expect, but that's kind of normal, right? So curious, uh, yeah, what kinds of things have come up for you in, in doing those forecasts? Yeah, well, I love doing them. Um, I call them the year ahead readings, and they usually take place, you know, November, December, January. But honestly, they're available any time of the year to give you a look at the next 12 months ahead. And I I love those just for their, their forecast ability, but also coming into the year as I start preparing to do those readings, I start getting messages and downloads, whatever you might call them, about what we collectively have to look forward to for the next year. And what I find most interesting is without even having conversations, I'll go into a community and somebody else mentioned the same thing that I just heard from spirit the other day. Mm -hmm. So it's not just me. It's like collectively, we're all moving towards this, this change, this shift, this big universal, not just earthbound uh, shift and change in energy vibration. Yeah. I love those readings. And the very first one for January, I don't remember the card. It was a, couple sitting around um a fire and people in the background that were kind of slinking along in the five dark of pentacles. five of pentacles i yep. look at that every day and i think about that and i think about your interpretation for me that day that it's about looking at the resources i have and not living in lack but really paying attention to what already is right there in front of me which has been so powerful this month so thank you for that Lori, I'm curious, like when you say the resources that you have, like what, what, how do you, um, what would you reflect on in that? Just the abundance I have in my life in this moment. It's, you know, I can get into that place. And I think a lot of people do, we get into that place of lack, like, oh, I don't have enough of this. I don't have enough of that. I need more money, whatever. And when I stop and take a breath, it's like, oh, wait a minute. If I look right at me, look at what I have. I mean, I have a nice warm place to live, which in the past couple of weeks has been a good thing. <laughs> you know, I have enough that I can pay the bills, do what I want. You know, it, it, in, in turn, and I broaden my ideas about abundance. It's about look at the friends I have, the people I know, the, you know, the resources I have that I can go to if I need support or need to talk to someone my family, just really expanding that. And I think your reading helps with that, reminds me to look at all of the abundance around me, not just think of it in terms of money coming in and going out, which I can get caught up in. Yeah. yeah. I feel that's 
that's definitely been probably a lifelong journey for me is being able to see the abundance and reshifting, re yeah. rewriting the narrative of abundance in my life. And I do feel like I'm, I turned the corner or I'm getting ready to turn the chapter because just exactly what you said, Lori, being able to look at what I, I have, like in the past, I would say, I have this thing I don't want. I want that thing over there, which is not, you know, you can still manifest from that energy. It's just cumbersome and troublesome and very challenging. But now what I'm trying to say is I have this thing, whether I want it or not, I have this and I want something more. So it's, 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 it seems subtle, but it's acknowledging that I already have something, mm -hmm. whether I want it or not, I manifested it. So whether I want it or not, I manifested it. And now I want something more instead of looking at lack or looking at what I don't want. It's just putting it all in the same bucket and saying, look what I manifested. And now what else can I put in the bucket on top of it? And that has really helped me. That's been something that's really been new for me, maybe in the last, realistically, a last couple of years of recognizing that I have this almost self-defeating belief that um, in order to create positive change, I have to be in a place of scarcity. Like I have to be in a place of struggle in order to be able to bring something better. And like that shift being, um, I can have gratitude. I can have a gratitude practice and appreciate all of the things that are going right. And I can still want to bring more of something into my life or manifest something in a different way. And yeah, so it's been really nice to try and hold space. I think feel like that's part of my theme moving into the new year is to really that I can be intentional and create change, but also do it from a place of um, gratitude and comfort and yeah, optimism. <laughs> I've been in that depressed artist kind of state for so many years, you know, where it's like a lot of my creativity comes from struggle or things. And can I shift to where my creativity is coming from, from abundance? Yeah. 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 That was a, I, I shouldn't say was, is still something I'm trying to work out of my uh, vibration, that idea of struggle and scarcity. But I think it's societal. Like when we look at the all of the stories of the rich and famous, they never talk about this person got into a really high vibration and this is how they attracted money because they figured stuff out. They always tell the rags to riches story. And that's like ingrained in us on a subconscious level, on a societal level that you have to have this grandiose story of how I came from nothing and then achieved all of these things, you know, whether it's the, the college degree or the job or the riches and the fame and fortune. And so that's been something that I also have trying to work out of, like I don't have to be in scarcity and in lack in order to have this grand story or in order to allow the abundance in. I can be in abundance, abundance, abundance. Um, one of the things that helped me with that is Abraham Hicks again. I feel like every time I come on this podcast, I talk about <laughs> Abraham Hicks. way back when Abraham Hicks was saying, you all, you all mistell that story. The rags to riches story is not told accurately. It's never rags to riches. It's always high vibration to riches. There's a shift that takes place that they're not always including in the story. And it doesn't matter where you are, you can always find that vibration and then start allowing more in. And so I try to remember that because I too have told the narrative of when I get rich and famous, this is the story I get to tell when I'm on stage. And it always starts with that rags to riches. And when I ask myself, if that's what I'm putting out there, then I'm gonna keep manifesting this scarcity and this lack and this, this rags story into my life 
because I'm trying to create some storyline and it doesn't have to be that way. I could just start with the abundance. You know, I really struggle with that whole concept of abundance and pulling that in, creating what you want, having what you desire. I always feel like I'm not doing it right. And so I really struggle with it. And sometimes I can stay focused on it. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's, it's just going to happen whether it happens or it doesn't happen. And I don't have much to do with it. I, I like what you said about vibration though, higher vibration. Can you, can you just clarify that for me? Cause I think I know what you mean, but I'm not sure. Like what is that? Know what I, mean exactly? the time. I just be saying shit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I struggle too, Lori. I struggle too. Yeah. Um, no, see, I'm trying to rewrite it. I don't struggle. I face challenges and I look for the opportunity. Let me just I let do. me just say this. Sometimes I feel like some of the things I've read about creating your abundance, getting what you want, whatever, that it it somehow blames me if I don't get what I want. Like I'm not doing it right. So somehow I'm screwing it up. And that offends me. And so then I stop reading those books. But I'm trying to understand. So if I have my vibration just right or I raise it in some way. To me, it also seems like it has to connect with emotionally for me in some yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Valerie, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I know that you've done a lot of you know work with manifestation and things, but I feel like yeah. there is this fear sometimes that you'll hear that um, it's like, so, or you'll even hear someone telling you not to do this. Like, you've got to stop thinking those negative thoughts. You've got to stop saying those negative things. And there may be some truth to that and that what we focus on does create or dictate the quality of our experience but i think when it comes to actual like manifestation like bringing something into the world in a you know realm of possibility or quantum kind of way that 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 really kind of lives in the heart space right that's like it's not just having the thought it's really connecting to what the feeling of that is and uh dollar you have that really great exercise that you introduced us to about like have i felt this before you know, like, like say, you know, I want a million dollars. Well, I've never had a million dollars. How can I manifest that? And, but the, but I have found $20 lying in the parking lot that just kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. And if I can connect to what the feeling of that is, then I'm kind of yeah. in a vibrational space. And, and in that way, we're also connecting to this idea that whatever it is, is already happening for us, right? It's a present moment. Yeah. awareness that leads to a reality like we we have the feeling and the thoughts almost as if they've already happened and then the world will reflect that in some way or another so i feel absolutely of, yeah. spot on yeah yeah. yeah 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 that that exercise that i do have i felt this before it's the the uh idea behind that is it's all vibrational and, and it more more accurately is it's vibration, 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 and vibration does not know big and small. Vibration mm -hmm. does not know the difference between a penny on the sidewalk in front of you that came to you without any effort and a million dollars that you won in the lottery that came to you with very little effort. The universe doesn't know the difference. It's all the same vibration to the universe. So when I say I would like $10,000 in my bank to buy a new car, I have to find the vibration of that $10,000. And I, even if I've never had $10,000 in my bank, I can still find that vibration because the universe doesn't know $10,000. So I just have to find when was the last time I got a, a penny on the sidewalk unexpectedly without any effort or 
when was the last time I did something very joyfully and created something and in exchange, someone gave me money unexpectedly or something that felt joyful. Feeling that again puts me in the same vibration as to allow whatever it is that I'm asking for. I think sometimes I don't keep that vibration going. Like I can think about it in the moment when I'm in a group with you. And then it's like, it's like, okay, I've done that now. Where is it? And it's like, I don't, how do, I don't know how to keep focusing on it. Yep. Same. Yeah. I, can make, I can be really good with vibration on the 10th of the month when everything's good. But when it's the 31st of the month and I'm a little bit short on rent, you better believe I got a whole different set point of, of thinking about abundance and vibration. It is hard to maintain that, yeah. that, that vibration. It's the, the way the, the goal is to ignore your reality as you face into the vibration that you really want. Ignore the fact that the rent is due tomorrow. Ignore the fact that your bank account says you have X amount of dollars. If you can ignore all of that and think of that as past manifestations, because it is something mm -hmm. you did the day before and think, where do I want to be the next day? Then you allow your vibration to raise a little bit. And that's basically saying, stop stressing and worrying about stuff, which is hard to say for somebody who knows, oh, that's, that's well and good. I'm supposed to be manifesting and dreaming and that's great but my landlord is knocking on my door now because yesterday you told me to daydream and now today's the first you know so I can't. I'm I'm yelling at spirit that way all the time it's like <laughs> I do have to have real money like in the physical world <laughs> yes sometimes I think uh, they don't get that I wonder I, if you there, there's a little bit of a science to these things and that I think we are biologically wired to um be on the lookout for danger and so in that sense, like, it's very easy to connect with the anxiety and the stress that might come from lack or scarcity or needing to pay rent or whatever, because it's, it's like, if we don't look for those things or the, what the tiger on the wind kind of thing, then, um, yeah, we'll find ourselves in a position where we are blindsided or something and thinking about like connecting to vibration, as far as manifestation, it's like, you know, in some ways, when we live in a space of anxiety and connect to that, we are going to attract some more of that into our lives, you know, but also too, I don't think it's, I, I get what you're saying, Lori, and I felt the same way too, of like this idea that if I can't bring the things that I want into my life, that I'm somehow doing something wrong, yeah. or I'm not doing it right, or I should be blamed for my situations. I mean, I don't really necessarily believe that. What I do believe though, is that in the realm of manifestation, we're also working with self-limiting beliefs that live in that same space that we manifest from. So yeah. it's like, and that's where the work comes in, right? Too of like, I really want to bring things in. I also have to come to terms with some of some of the beliefs or ideas that are directly in conflict with what I want. And like I was using the example of money recently, like I'd love to have a lot of money. Um, it would open up a world of possibilities and different ways I can have freedom of time and to be able to help others in the ways that I want. And yet, if I really go down that road, I'm going to eventually hit this belief that I have from a very early age that those who have a lot of money um, are lose their sense of compassion or find themselves in narcissistic spaces where they don't care anymore. Or, I mean, all of these things that I, I consciously know aren't true, but I'm still kind of embodying those beliefs because some earlier childhood version of me had experiences where people with a lot of money were not kind to me. And, you know, and even, even if I can get over the conscious aspect of knowing that not everyone is like that, there are plenty of generous people in the world. Um, 
I have to get down to it at that level where it lives in the manifestation space and really work with that belief in order to allow something new in, I think. Um, what about those people, though, that don't do any of this, and yet they just attract money like magnets? I mean, are they just at naturally at a higher vibration, I wonder? Or just a bunch of jerks, a, like, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> like maybe have the mindset that, of course, I'm going to have this because, you know, it's it's me. It's just what I am. It's like, I don't I, understand. I know people uh, like that. And it's like, wow, how do you do that? I think it's my my own interpretation. I think it's living in alignment with your beliefs, period, brings you what you want. And there are very wealthy thieves who steal from other people, but they're in alignment with their beliefs because their belief is me stealing from other people is is okay because they didn't need it or they have enough or 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 whatever. And so living in alignment with their beliefs bring them, brings them all the riches, whatever kind of lifestyle that they desire, even though they might be do some, doing something that we would never, ever in a million years do. Right. So I don't, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a combination of all. And that's where I got so off track at the beginning of my spiritual journey is I thought it was just law of attraction or it was just my mindset. And I would jump from this thing to this thing and this thing. And I don't think it's just one thing. I think right. it's of attractions it's beliefs it's ingrained societal things it's generational stuff it's past lives it's all of that all of that and my personal experience of how i'm interpreting it and perceiving it and i think some of the teachings out there focus on just one thing and don't allow those other things to be factors and that's mm -hmm. where i got really off track with trying to manifest i'm right there with you for a long time i beat myself up because i thought i was manifesting yeah. wrong which is not possible but yeah right yeah, and there's... sometimes I think spirit protects me and doesn't allow me to manifest everything I think I want because that would probably be a disaster. So I think sometimes I really have to step back and say, okay, spirit, whatever's best for me, whatever is highest and best good for me, you know, I'm open for that. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm recognizing that we're, we can be seen if this is going to be on YouTube and I keep wanting to do the, the hand waggle. That so resonates for me. I you uh, should just explain that. So they know yeah, what that means. So an authentic relating, like a silent yeah. way to show that something resonates or you feel it in a big way <laughs> is to do the hand waggle. And we do that in the Zen zooms and things. Um, so if anyone sees me doing that, that's what that is. Um, yeah, there's something else at play. Like I was just thinking about uh, Jim Carrey, who is a magical manifester. That guy has just brought so many things into his life. And there was a quote by him recently that I saw where he was saying, I wish that everyone could have the experience of um, fame and fortune and success and everything that they want to realize that that's not it. You know, I, I mean, that's that's a paraphrasing thing, but his idea of like we have this idea that we've put up that having a lot of money or success or recognition is going to create happiness. But so many people who are in that position get to that point where they thought they would feel that and, and they're still lacking. They're still looking for something and kind of recognizing that we often work with messages that are given to us by our culture or by our upbringing, or, you know, just by the experience of being human. And sometimes those things on some deep level may not be what we're looking for. Like I was just telling someone earlier today that my career in IT, by all intents and purposes, has been very successful. Um, but I've never resonated with that. I've never felt that in my heart space. I've always felt like I was failing myself because I knew on some level I wasn't aligned with why I was 
meant to be here. And, but I'm still working with that message that making a lot of money or having a successful career or a 401k, whatever it is that someone imagines is going to equate to happiness. And yet there are things I'm doing in the world with say authentic relating practices or being part of the awkwardly Zen community, whatever it is that, that I should very much believe are a success because they make, they, I feel it here. I feel the, the passion of connection and, um, being understood and seen and heard and being able to hold space for others. And yet there's some part of me that doesn't put the value on that in the same way that I might, you know, having success in the world. Like for me, it's like, that's something I have to work with is can I recognize that abundance does live in my life, that there is an energy of success in those things that is the same vibration as what I might want to attract with some of these other, um, intentions or wants so yeah it's just been an interesting journey to kind of realize that yeah for sure i like that jim carrey jim carrey i man when he gets to talking about manifestation i am all ears he is such a magnificent manifester and so versed and eloquent in explaining you know how he got to where he got to and i agree with that it's not the it's not the things we want it's not even the money ten thousand dollars having ten thousand dollars in the bank is not going to make me happy. Happy mm-hmm. having ten thousand dollars and then spending it, putting it back into the flow, buying the car, buying the vacation, buying the experiences, the dinner with friends. That's what brings me these emotions, and it's the emotions that I'm really trying to get to. I'm really trying to get to the feeling of freedom, the feeling of not stressing, the feeling of ease, the feeling of enjoying different experiences and being able to explore in a way that feels comfortable for me where I don't feel restriction, the feeling of non-restrictions, like that's what I want. And based on society and where I was born and the stories I've been telling myself, I've told myself I need money in order to do that, but it's never the money. So would you say that that's a key in some way to like be able to manifest things, to like connect more to the underlying intention? That is the key. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Holding on to that intention behind it. Cause that for me as well, it's like, what could I do if I had this financial freedom? How could I enjoy that, but also help others, which is my goal as well. So that makes total sense. So maybe for me, it's remembering to hold on to that feeling of, freedom and my intention of what I would do with it when I have it. Yes. And I would say, don't get me wrong. I'm still trying to manifest a a bank full of money. Like that's still (laughs) my goal. I'm still trying to do that. However, I have found that on my path, when I am able to focus on what is it you really want, I want the experience of being able to travel and visit friends. And if I can hold that Instead of how am I going to pay for it? Again, taking the how out of the way and leaving the how up to the universe. I have found time and time again that these experiences, these opportunities come to me and money is not involved. At least at least not my money. Either I'm gifted it or something comes up that's free or there's a sale and I have enough money to afford the sale, you know, mm-hmm. flight tri- uh, trip or whatever. So I have found that when I can get off the topic of money, sometimes a lot of those things that I think have to come only because I have money come without the money even being involved. Yeah. You know, it's even as I hear you talk about travel and friends, like kind of recognizing um, that 
that you've been doing a fair amount of that in recent times. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I know it's, it's funny how fast the time flies, but like, how are, how are things going? What's, what's happening in the awkwardly Zen world or in your practice or with your meetup group? I mean, there's all sorts of stuff happening there. What's, what's present for you? There was a time in my life where I thought travel was just not for me. I thought only rich people travel and I would never travel. And here I am, <laughs> like every other month, I'm on a plane going somewhere, traveling somewhere. And like I said, a lot of it is just due to, I don't know how I took as many trips as I took last year. It just happened because yeah. I was in a good place because of the generosity of friends, because tickets going on sale at the right time when I had the money to afford them. So yeah, there has been a lot of travel. I said this year, it's so funny. I said it last year, at the end of last year, I said for 2024, I wanna make a goal to travel once every quarter. And then I said, I've never done that before. And before I could get that sentence out, Spirit was like, can you please look at your 2023 calendar? I totally already did that. And didn't even realize I had manifested that as I looked forward to 2024 and said, that's what I wanted to manifest. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of travel. I do travel a lot to Denver, mostly because that's where my best friend, Ari lives. And Ari is the um, founder of Awkwardly Zen. So I do a lot of partnered events in Denver, ratings in Denver, um, but I'm hoping to expand that. I'm hoping to do a lot more here in Kansas City, maybe make Kansas City the destination where people travel in to attend the groups here. I wanna do a lot more under the Tarot Unicorns and Coffee name. That community is growing steadily. Again, just because I'm holding the vision of I want community and I want this place where people can come together. I don't feel like it's because I'm doing anything miraculous or anything like all the, group, all, the, all the social media people say, you should do this and you should have an email list and you should be reaching out to them. I don't feel like I'm doing any of that. And I still have this growing blossoming community that I am so grateful for. So I want to pour back into that community a lot more in 2024. That's because you're so magical. People are just drawn oh, to you. Well, thank you. <laughs> yes, it's true. And your groups are wonderful. So I would encourage anyone to please check her out on Meetup. For sure. Yeah. And so ask you that question, uh, where where should folks find you? So there's the meetup group and then you also have a website, don't you? Yes. So it was confusing because I was going under a couple of different monikers. Goddess with an attitude is me. Tarot mm -hmm. Unicorns and Coffee is the community that I founded. And it was confusing as fuck to the general public. <laughs> so I've consolidated that all under the Tarot Unicorns and Coffee because again, I want my focus to be more about pouring into the community. So you can go to tarotunicornsandcoffee.com. No spaces, no and, just tarot. I said that wrong. Tarot, unicorns, coffee, no and. Okay. Tarotunicornscoffee.com. And you'll find, it, it's kind of like a landing page. You can find all of the places where you can find me. You can find links to my meetup group. You can find how to schedule with me one-on-one -on -one if you would like a private reading. You can find a lot of stuff that I'm doing there. You can find my membership. I also have a membership within my community. So you can find all of that on my website. So cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And Lori, I re recognize just, it's been a while, you know, we've had a little bit of a break or a hiatus with things like we have. what, uh, what kind of stuff is happening for you right now? I know that you're doing readings. Um, I am. Yes. I'm yeah. continuing to do the, what I call soul path readings and offering that. But now what I'm finding is they're changing. And yeah. once I'm open to receiving information, then whoever wants to talk to you will come through. So I never know who to expect. It might be your soul council that will pop in first, and then your guides may stop in. 
the interstellars are coming in more and more. So the random family member will sometimes step in and talk to the person. So I just try to be as open as I can be and allow whatever needs to come through to come through. I'm also doing actually another podcast um, also on YouTube that hopefully will be launching soon um, called Our Spiritual Sojourn, which basically um, Spirit has uh, guided me, pushed me, nudged me, um, encouraged me in some ways to do this and so they are at this point channeling pretty much the whole content and i'm just staying out of the way and letting them speak what they want to speak so that's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds what is that like as far as um you're getting ready to hit the record button which i know you know for me i have a certain amount of nervousness about that as soon as the red light comes on it's like there's this you know internal pressure to like say something interesting or whatever like what is that like for you to channel in a in a space where the camera is on so to speak is that sometimes i'm sitting there thinking okay guys what are you going to talk about what what's mm -hmm. happening here and all i have to do sometimes i'm a little nervous about it like okay what if they're not going to say anything then what are we going to do and yet as soon as Tom and I, my co-host, mm -hmm. start chatting or, you know, just kind of doing a little introduction for the day. Um, they step right in and or he'll ask a question, maybe based on what else we talked about. And they're they step right in and start chatting away. Spirit mm -hmm. never lacks for having something to say, I'm finding. So they always have something to tell us, teach us, encourage us with. So for me, the challenge is staying out of the way, not letting my ego get in the way and try to control the situation, which I'm learning, but it's difficult some days. Yeah, I'm really looking journey. forward to that. <laughs> I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be pretty fun. And like I said, it's not it's not anything I ever wanted to do. Um, but again, I've always said this, that that resistance is futile when spirit wants you to do something. You might as well just say, okay, fine. I surrender and just go do it. But being who I am, I have to argue with them for several months before I actually follow through with what they're asking me to do. Yeah, months sounds wonderful. I feel like I've been kicking and screaming for years. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know your readings have always been so impactful for me, Lori. I am oh, eternally grateful literally changed the trajectory of my spiritual path so i know i remember that first reading on awkwardly zen it was just like well i'm a t-shirt maker and spirits like well you can do that but that's not who you are <laughs> that's not what you're here to do <laughs> and i was stubborn and not listening and i was like nope <laughs> yeah and i felt bad because you were mad at me <laughs> i felt horrible i was like oh man i hope i got that right <laughs> Yep, look at us now. But they were, yeah, they were so insistent that this is who you are and this is what you're here to do. So get on with it. <laughs> Tim, what are you up to? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the thing I could share first and foremost would just be that um, my some of my focus going into 2024 is really growing um, some of the seeds that were planted last year with authentic relating practices and groups. Like, um, you know, we're very fortunate in that we get to do 
gatherings at the Temple Buddhist Center here at Unity mm-hmm. Temple in the Plaza. And it's just been just really been a wonderful way to kind of be in community and have and to give the experience of like deeper, more meaningful connection and to explore things like vulnerability and being seen and active listening in spaces that feel safer. Now, you know, no such thing as a safe space, but they call it a brave space where, you know, almost like a social experimental kind of playground to try different ways of being in the world and and recognizing that we're starting to branch out and try new things in community in general and very grateful for the presence that your meetup group has here and our coffee group that I get together with, you know, and you here and the authentic relating circles. I, I feel like this coming year is going to be more overlap. I think where some of these communities and these people are starting to really meet each other and collaborate and also to like be in a place of abundance over competition like to recognize the more as practitioners can like lift each other up, it's going to be for the benefit of the community and eventually for the world, you know, that there's not scarcity in that sense. Like we are really in a time where these kinds of connective, you know, offerings and services and reflections are probably needed now more than ever. And um, yeah, so I, I think in a lot of ways, I'm just really looking forward to being a part of that. And also very much on my own journey of figuring out what comes next with career and um, how I want to be in the world in this next chapter. And uh, yeah, so great, grateful for it all. And also it's very challenging. So <laughs> holding space for both of those truths. Yeah. 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 Well, everything I've heard from everybody about this coming year, 2024, supposed to be a spectacular year in many ways. So I'm holding out for that, that the energy is going to be shifting and that we're moving into a more of a place of ease is the way I've heard it expressed. Is that your sense of it, Valerie, from the work that you do? Yeah, it's it's so interesting that as we started this conversation, conversation the three of us were talking about abundance. 2024 is actually considered a year of abundance in numerology Mm -hmm. and also in Tarot, it's a year of strength. And then I also looked at uh, Chinese astrology. It's the year of the earth dragon and earth to me is about physical manifestation. So it's all about manifesting, creating abundance and this big collective shift towards doing it more from a heart space, less from a commercialized, got to get the money Mm -hmm. more from a a heart space of what what is this going to bring me what experience is this going to bring to me as i manifest this thing or as i experience this more more abundance in my life so yeah i'm totally looking forward to 2024 me too all right well and this is a great way to kick off the restart the relaunch if you will of spirit road so i'm so glad you could be our first person thank you for having me of course i'm sure you'll be back with us there's much more we can talk about it's good to see you valerie yeah and definitely great to be here yeah all right till next time everybody thank you